with Crimson Vow. Yeah. Opening through and everything, and, you know, you'd think I'd be all excited about, like, cool badass vampire art and, like, all the gothic wedding bullshit and, you know, the, cool. the, 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 the vampire hunters breaking through stained glass. Nah, I'm just real excited about that courier bat. Every time I see him, I'm just like, it's my boy! Look at him! He's working so hard! Like, I hope he's getting tips. Like, he's delivering all these invites. Like, he worked I'm just every time. I'm just like, bat! <laughs> Damn, he working it. He working hard. I'm not he gonna work- lie, Crimson Vow was pretty disappointing for me. Yeah. yeah, I was really hoping for like crazy vampire shit. I was hoping for like vampire clerics out the wazoo. I was hoping for yeah. all sorts of neat shit, and then it was like bloodlust celebrant <laughs> gets a plus one or creates a blood token when he deals damage. I'm I, like, I think it's just because the the aesthetics leaned so hard into Castlevania, so we were just kind of all just like. Is Dracula going to have the bisexual manicure? Right. Like, how hard the pain are we going? Right. Yeah. Like, look, I'm just saying, if you're going to be futzing with lady bits, like, having those two nails trimmed is very important. Yeah, you can't be coming in there with daggers. No. I I mean, some care. people are into it. But... I mean, yeah, I know. I mean, you can. It just takes more delicacy. <laughs> you can't just be like, brah! Yeah, and no. And you Kalima, her uterus. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, as much as I would like to have mine taken out, no, I'm good. Like, you don't want Dracula just snipping it out with his fingers? Nah, nah. Even if it was Christopher Lee, like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... It's really telling that that is your, like, even if. was You went to, like, Christopher Lee. Over all the, like, weird bisexual, like, vampire characters they've been over the years, you're like, Christopher not Lee. even Christopher Lee. Look, one. You could have gone Gary Coleman. Chris, look, Christopher Lee is way more attractive than Gary Oldman, for one. Like, especially if you're going by, like, comparative ages. Also, Christopher Lee has, like, shot Nazis, so I'm like, yeah. Also kind yeah. of See, I thought you said Gary Coleman, and I was very confused. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. That's a know. very different, If no. he wasn't dead, I'd want to see a Dracula movie starring Gary Coleman. He might have been one. I know he was in Postal. He's done all kinds <laughs> of wild stuff. And the first result is Gary Coleman versus the state of Florida Supreme Court. So... Oh, I'm oh guessing boy. no. Never mind. He never. was never a vampire. Never mind. Speaking of vampires, we have a podcast. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, welcome to do. Blank Bodies. The V5 podcast. Horror, <laughs> tabletop, etc. Yeah, um, any, any spooky shits. Yes. Yeah. I'm Hunter. And as always, I'm joined by. This is John. Hi, Sarah. Hello. And our lore bot. James. Yeah, so uh, other than Gary Coleman, Gary Oldman confusion, what are we talking about today? Yeah. Uh, predator types. Predator types is one of the, the bigger changes for V5 compared to other vampire systems. So we're going to talk about it a little bit. It's cool as shit. It's cool as shit. Oh, and you mean feeding matters? Oh my god, eating people is a big part of being a monster, and maybe we should explore that as a theme? Oh my god, you are what you eat, so. And in this game, that means that actually affects your stats and shit, so. Nice. You tell me this game's gonna teach me the same lessons as Pajama Sam? Who the fuck's Pajama Sam? You never played Pajama Sam? No. It's like Freddy Fish, and Putt-Putt, and Fox. No. All those like children's point and click games by Humongous. The people did Monkey Island went on to make like kids games. Bro. I played Putt Putt. Yeah. He went P- to the moon. Pajama Sam oh, sounds like Quest? somebody that should not be around children. No, no. King's Quest was Sierra. These uh, are LucasArts people. Uh, yeah, nah. When I was but a wee lass, I was in the place where history comes from and I was mostly like fucking around in tide pools. There's some tide pools in Freddy Fish. <laughs> Anywho. 
So, uh, predator types, that is something you pick at character creation, and it will flesh out, like, how your character interacts with peoples, and you get some cool stats. Uh, there are predator pools that will affect, like, how easy it is for you to feed and get, uh, the blood points or the hunger things so you don't, like, die. Or how you feed. Or how you feed, yeah. And this will also affect the kind of mortals that you kind of run into and will affect the resonances that are easy for you to get, which will affect bonuses for you doing disciplines. You know, those cool vampire things that we all vampire like. Vampire superpowers. Yeah. The big defining thing about being a vampire is the blood drinking. So, you know. Yeah. And it even ties into like your character's uh, moral outlook, the morality system overall. Yeah, it's neat. It's so. almost like it's a core function of the game. Right. Oh, my God. I am really sorry about that. That's okay. You're fine. Most of it was off the mic. <laughs> right. You're doing your best. So, what the fuck is predator type? Boop, 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 boop. Uh. Yeah, this is the manner in which your character prefers to feed. You do not, you're not locked into whatever prototype type you pick is the, this is the only way you have to feed. So we're not all Ventru, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the Ventru are still locked into their, like, whatever their preference is. Right. So, like, if they're into blondes, they can have a blonde, but then it's like, are they chasing them down in a back alley? Are they, like, schmoozing them? Are they just actually asking permission are they breaking into their house and eating while they sleep are they are they uh the kind that only eats animals so they're going after like blonde dogs or horses i guess oh those poor golden retrievers <laughs> the the golden retriever oh is not gonna know as long as it fuck. doesn't die it's just gonna be like <laughs> this is loving okay it's touching me we're friends i get so many snacks after this yeah. i get to eat like a whole bag of oranges <laughs> Damn, Are you giving can... dogs oranges? I would assume. Oh my god. I don't know if that's good be... or not, but I wouldn't do it. Could you be a consensualist and solely feed off golden retrievers? Can dogs consent? That's... Uh, if the dog if comes up whispers. to you and is like, hey, hey, here's my neck. I think that's like similar. You can ghoul animals. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the function... We'll get into consensualists later, but... <laughs> I'm just like, you're asking if a dog can give consent. And I was like, I don't know if the dog has the brain capacity to understand... Consent. I, I don't think so. I think the answer is only if you're gangrel. Only if you, no, if you have animalism, you can take feral whispers and then you should be able to be like, are you okay if, uh... Can I eat part of you? Okay. So <laughs> Poor Sarah. Yeah. You just look like we're breaking <laughs> you right now. <laughs> I, I'm very sleepy. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this is also a script that we recorded once and now we're doing again, so I'm rereading some of the things I've written and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this. So, uh... Yeah, the example I'd written in the script was, so you know those videos of, um, like, you know, deer, we're all like, deer, they eat grass and leaves and fruit and mm -hmm. all that. They're herbivores. They're well-known herbivores, but then there's all these videos of them just, like, eating birds and chewing on bones and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's kind of how predator types work. Okay, you prefer the grass, but hey, if there's a dead bird right there, why not? Yeah, just, like, if you're in a situation, depending on, like, what your blood potency is, because that's kind of the main contributor on, like, your cutoffs, because if your blood potency is too high, like, you can't eat blood bags anymore are animals and you have to snack on multiple people to knock down the same level of hunger because it's just like it's not doing it for you anymore right you know also like it's kind of like me like i largely eat vegan but if someone offers me a cheeseburger i'm not gonna be like no. you're not gonna be like fuck off yeah, no yeah. i'm gonna eat a meal today right yeah and it's like yeah because there was that like period of time where we were all basically freegan 
because of poverty. Yeah. Yes. Uh, dumpsters. So many dumpster donuts. Yes. So how do the predator types work? Uh, yeah, basically a character creation. Each player, you pick one predator type that works best for the character you're doing. This can be done through the theming of the predator type, or if you're an asshole like me, sometimes you just go, look, I really want auspex. Which of these predator types gives me auspex? I act, honestly, I really like to try and have predator type be a, like, a defining factor of how my character likes to look at the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Gideon had Alley Cat, which kind of made sense because he was the closest thing to Sabat that a Camarilla city would let be in their city limits. Yeah. So being an alley cat made sense, you know? And uh, I don't know. It's just an extension of like being a vampire. So you're like, pillaging. Right. Pillage. Take it. It is mine. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like it is a core, you know, it's not like for us as easy it is to draw lines between and we joked about like it's like being vegan or whatnot. But like you are taking a human life or at least like putting one in danger and hurting someone. Mm-hmm. So how you prefer to go about that says a lot about your character and their view on humans and the world around them. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. you're just like, yeah, I cut their head off and just like suck the juice out of the wound or like no, I need to get permission. Like, that's going to really shade your character in very different ways. Yeah. Or the, the creepiest one, which I still think is Cleaver, which is, I have a pretend family that I just feed off of. They don't know I'm dead. It's and like I'm just stepfather. like, it is the stepfather. Terriel yeah. <laughs> Quinn, fucking, ah. Which doesn't help that at the beginning of that movie, that Terriel Quinn looks almost exactly like my dad. <laughs> like just strong unibomber energy yeah. i'm just like oh god uh, father why are you showing me this i have concerns <laughs> uh if you're looking at the uh the list of the predator types the canonical lists mm-hmm. are there's the main list that's in the core book starting page 175 there is one predator type in the splat book uh, let the streets run red that's tied into the chicago chicago verse uh on page 76 and there's two more in the Cult of the Blood Gods book on page 150. Nice. Those are the canonical ones. There are some more Predator-type thingies in stuff from the Storyteller's Vault, and there's a pretty good like homebrew fan site called like V5 Homebrew that's got some fun uh, Predator-types. But I had not the time to break those down and decide uh, how they break down with like point spreads, so I don't have those in my notes. I would also... I'll forgive you. I would also be wary, run them by your ST or mm-hmm. do some math. I've had I found that a lot of fan like homebrew sites mm-hmm. can be very unbalanced, even if mm-hmm. they don't look at it first. Like yeah. I think anyone who's played like D and D three point five knows the horrors of the three point five wiki. Oh yeah. Which is saying something when you look at the content of 3.5 that is official. <laughs> I only brought up the V5 like homebrew, like the major mm-hmm. wiki, because I had gone through most of those. And most of them seem fairly balanced. And I'm like, I as an ST would probably let you do those if it made sense. And, you know, you can, of course, double check the numbers just to make sure your party's somewhat balanced. But worst case, if it's not actually balanced on paper, you as the ST can be like, I can hurt you with plot. I'll let you have this mechanical advantage on the counterbalance of this is going to suck for you. Right. Strap in, homie. <laughs> Run your tables how you wish. Uh, each predator type will have a little blurb about the theming of the type mm-hmm. and list its little benefits and flaws. Generally, a predator type will come with the player's choice of one of two specialties for a skill. The skill will be tied into what the theming of the predator type is. You get a choice of 
one of two disciplines is like a dot. This is a good way to get out of clan discipline access. If you're a monster like me, that's just like, this ability would be really good to have for this character concept, but the concept I've built so far does not come with this thing, so now I've got to make it work. Alec has fortitude. That's scary. As a meat Z should not have fortitude. <laughs> That's spooky. No. Yeah, and then you get a list of some advantage dots and some flaws. You get you get some like little merits. Sometimes it's like herd or resources, and some flaws are just like, uh, you have an ex-boyfriend that hates you, or you have enemies, or people know you're a corpse. No. You know, shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, it adds to the the fun backstory for your character. In the XP breakdown of these, most of the predator types basically give your character a 13 XP boost at the start of creation. There are some that fuck with your uh, potency and or humanity that really fucking skew that Mm -hmm. if you're looking at it from a pure XP uh, standpoint. But those are narratively such a kind of kick in the genital area that I think it's fine. Because there's like, I think Alley Cat is one where your humanity goes down a step, mm-hmm. which going down from like seven to six humanity is the equivalent of like losing 60 XP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it also frees your character up on the doing moral choices thing. Because you're probably going to be doing some shady shit as an Alley Cat. And you're like, okay, I've got more of a buffer on the humanity scale to fuck around. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> That's and then on the op- opposite end of that, like consensualist for me, I love the I love it. It's a lot of fun to role play, but I feel like as far as point spread goes, it's kind of meh. Yeah, because yeah. you get that one extra humanity, but what does that really do for you other than bragging points? Like being able to look at someone and be like, "I'm sorry, I'm sipping wine." What did you say? Oh, I love doing that because I'm an asshole. But, Same. Uh, Alec does it every time we go anywhere. We will talk about that in just a second. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, we uh, decided as a group to highlight a few predator types. So just for uh, ease of things, I think we're going to do the list backwards this time. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So consensualist, we're going to go into it. Let's go. Hey uh, Who wants to read the? Uh, the, the blur on <clears throat> You never feed against your victim's free will. The You masquerade as a representative of a charity blood drive, as a blood-drinking kink lord in the quote-unquote real vampire community, or by actually telling your victims what you are and getting their permission to feed. The Camarilla call it... Uh, the Camarilla call that last method uh, a masquerade breach, but any anarch philosophers consider it an acceptable risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could have been anything in life, uh, uh, but a sex worker, a political organizer, or a lawyer could be wary of feeding without consent. That's from the core book on page mm-hmm. 177. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Consensualist is a fun one. I know Sarah mm-hmm. likes to play I do. those a lot. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played one myself, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah, it more or less intense depending on like how you set up your convictions. Because like I've set up characters where it's like, I'm playing a consensualist and I base their uh, convictions off of some of the tenets from the Satanic Temple. And they're really big about like bodily autonomy and consent and... Uh, compassion within reason and that kind of stuff so it's just like not only do i have this feeding type i've set myself up where it's like yeah if i don't actually follow through with that like i get stains like i am fucked mm-hmm. it's I exciting it, consensualist is a lot of fun to play um alec is the first one i've ever used consensualist mm-hmm. with and it's kind of fun to play because it's like it's also kind of interesting to figure out where that boundary of consent is on that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. alec his ghoul is 
pretty much his main like source of food um which then you have the debate of if it, do, do ghouls have consent question marks yeah <clears throat> alec got around that by writing out an actual contract before he ghouled her though yeah it's just like okay before before you give you the the blood drug <laughs> right this is what's going to be happening this is why it's going to be happening are you cool with that mm-hmm yeah, and it's also just kind of interesting in stories because I've played consensuals now with some uh, more veteran uh, vampire players. And yeah, some of them are a little... They're intrigued, but they're not entirely used to playing vampire where people actually give a fuck about being like, hey, uh, I need to find somebody who's cool with me doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm just like wrapping it up in a like, yeah, I'm just having a Tinder hookup and I'm just really into biting and yeah, we totally had sex. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> one thing I think is really interesting, though, that kind of goes along with what Skipper was talking and I think draws a big line on that one mm-hmm. is that consensualist and bagger are two separate feeding types. Mm-hmm. So like the actual act of getting consent from someone mm-hmm. is much more important than just avoiding the unpleasantness of the situation. You know, if you're just a bagger, you don't have to engage. You're actively trying to disengage with the act of feeding for whatever reason. But like someone who is a consensualist is into like to some degree like that actual feeding process. And but they're like, hey, you cool with this? And I think there's a big difference, but those two can be very, depending how you play them, they could be similar, but there's a very stark line between the two. Yeah, because I've gotten into that in the game where um, there were a lot of people that were doing uh, bagged blood for personal or clan bane related reasons. And so they would offer my character, who is the consensualist, a the bagged bullet. And I'm just like, where did that come from? Were these people like willing and stuff? You said that there was like human trafficking in the area. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. Like, nah, I'm good. All right. So that's consensualist. Next, we have Sandman. You rely on your stealth or disciplines to feed from sleeping victims. They never wake during the feeding. They won't know you exist. Perhaps you were very antisocial in life you don't feel cut out for the intense interpersonal nightlife or physical violence of more extroverted hunters it's from the core book yeah 177 yep very different from the comic book yes that's yep it is yeah. it's very much one uh, I feel like he would actually have consensualists as well probably sandman yeah or dream First of That's all, questionable. Yeah. He, he has some weird morals sometimes. First of all, he'd be a changeling. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. most likely. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The, it would the be the box that he would. <laughs> it's the best thing to fit in. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, Sandman was one we want to cover because you can get a wide gambit of uh, kind of morality spread because you can go from the I am trying to be as unobtrusive and non-harmful to the people that I'm feeding on as possible by just like. I'm not even going to talk to them. I'm just going to get in, get out, dip, 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 to absolute unhinged, creepy night stalker like Psycho. <laughs> yeah, I like this one a lot. I mean, I think the base reading of it can be just like traditional vampire folklore. Mm-hmm. Like that is like when you think of Dracula or like old vampire stories, it's something comes in the night and takes blood from you. And all of a sudden you're like, sick or like faint in the morning you don't feel rested and you're like well what the fuck is going on you get that classic image of like the the fog rolling through the window frame and then forming into a vampire they eat and then Mm -hmm. bats away yes or it's a wolf that just jumps through the window and you're like what i am in a suburb (laughs) where did this wolf come from what the fuck 
only thing I envy the vampires for. Just, oh, now I'm bats. Just, add, I'm done with this. Good day, and just explodes into a cloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because yeah, you and I have talked about um, X from LA by Night, mm-hmm. and the, the way they handle uh, their predator type, which is they live amongst the homeless, and he's like, so their lives are shit. I have to feed. If me feeding on them makes them feel good, I can at least like give them pleasant dreams and give them like this is the tiny bit of comfort I can give these people. That's so fucking cute. And it's just like oh, so terrifying, but super cute. I'm just like oh, our little disaster queer. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Nah. Uh, so you can you can try to thread that needle of like I'm trying to be a good person, or you can go full on like. But what if I drug them? Yeah, I, I mean, like it when they don't fight. Yeah, you could play like almost a Black Widow style character mm-hmm. where you're um, chloroforming people or like intentionally like ODing them on drugs or just a la Batman, just aggressively power napping people. Yeah, just go to sleep. Go to th- just get. I'm really good at hugging. Yeah, I hug so. <laughs> Let me good hug your, your neck. Yeah, I hug so good your ribs don't move. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't oh, know. I think the Sandman's really interesting. They're all pretty open to interpretation, mm-hmm. but I think there's such a wide swath of things you can do. Even just because like it ties so directly into the folklore, mm-hmm. and then there's so much weird shit you can do. Either putting people to sleep yeah. or. Uh, I just thought of like mm. somebody who's just like trolls Tinder a whole bunch, finds yeah. people to go like sleep with them at their house, just waits for them to fall asleep after the fucking, and then a snack. Yeah, they actually have one in the uh, the, the player's guide uh, that's manic pixie dream girl. It's kind of like that. Oh, oh really? yeah, the the storyteller's vault. Yeah, storyteller's yeah. vault, real good. Yeah, it does yeah. that exact thing. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, like another version for Sandman. If you want to lean into like real life, like psychosis mm-hmm. for men, or for like murderers and serial murders is uh I, I still can't remember the name of it the thing the manson family did where they would like break into people's houses when they're sleeping and just like rearrange their furniture and like mm-hmm. write on the walls and then leave i mean that's kind of a, a segment of gang stalking mm-hmm. yeah basically yeah so it's like yeah you could do a similar thing where it's like i will feed on this person when they're asleep because they're like the least dangerous to me but i still want to instill them with just fucking terror and discomfort for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so they wake up and they're like, oh, I didn't sleep. I don't feel good. And they just like come into their living room and everything's moved two feet to the left. And there's just like a big smiley face on the wall. And I'm just like, ah, no. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. It's like, am I sleepwalking? Is someone doing this to me? Why is that van parked in front of the house? Yeah, just yeah. leave their front door wide open. There's somebody who's done studies on sleepwalk. Uh, no, you didn't move stuff. That doesn't mean that that person doesn't know. That oh, that no, that I'm just letting you. Uh, this is just a, hey, if you're listening to this episode, yeah, you might want to get some security cameras. Yeah, just break into their house, just steal the jar of peanut butter every time. I don't know. You can That's, get silly or just, just like. Swap their cold and hot water lines. Yeah. That's the fucking, that's the Dane Cook bit. Just break into their house, steal their batteries out of their remote. No, the Dane, I thought the Dane Cook bit was you break in and you leave something like a fruit basket. I think it was leave a fruit basket and steal their batteries out of the remote controls every night. Yeah, so this, yeah, this can go from very insidious to just kind of like a what the fuck. It's it's an interesting one. Um, it's not one I've seen a lot of people do either, which is part of why I picked it for the episode. It's mm-hmm. I think it's it could be really cool if you're going to get into your feeding scenes. Although it is a harder one if you're going to kind of hand wave a lot of feeding. Yeah, it's more just like oh, found someone asleep. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was like I'm, I'm keeping tabs on these houses because they're easy to break into, and these are my regular mm-hmm. stops. Oh God, just have like notebooks keeping track of like. Oh, he got his promotion at work. Good for him. <laughs> oh, and that's also good for an ST. Just be like, yeah, by the way, if you if you have a staple of houses you break into, you probably aren't the only one that notices these places are easy to break into. Feeding complication. You come in to break into feed and somebody is robbing that motherfucker. <laughs> what do you do now? Just, uh, I was just hungry. Bye. <laughs> you could, you could even put points into herd for something like that. It's just mm-hmm. like, I live in a big neighborhood where everyone's pretty like middle upper wealthy. So they're like pretty lax about security and I can kind of just wander in and out as I please. Yeah. Or it's Canada where they just don't lock their doors. Yeah. Or you could be like, I got hired as like the night maintenance guy in an apartment building. So I just have the keys to everybody's apartment. Uh, that's a very uh, Keanu Reeves uh Hotel manager from Neon Demon. Yeah. They were just shit. like, no. Yeah. Just remember, folks, your deadbolt's a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So is the cool little chainy bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. But- uh, speaking of uh, chain locks. Ew. And not exactly friends. Roadside killer. Yeah. You belong with vagabonds, tourists, and truckers of the world. Always moving, never at home. You know how to pick out the ones whose deaths are discounted as the risk of a woman hitchhiking alone or simply won't be missed at all. You still have to fight to keep other vampires away from them, lest the herd thins too much. Though, in life, you either were one of them or you met these vagrants as they rested at your roadside stop. I feel uh, this one is in the vein of, like, near dark. Yeah, or like John Carpenter's Vampires or 30 Days of Night. Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, Dust Till Dawn. Uh, yeah, yeah, because, uh, I mean, it goes in both directions. It's either you're the one who is transient or you're spe- specifically feeding on people who are transient. Mm-hmm. Whether or it be, a combination of both. Whether it be transient in the homeless sense or transient in, like, a truck driver mm-hmm. or a, you know, like a Greyhound bus driver or just someone who travels for work. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just thought of uh, like a a railroad bulldog. Yeah, he's on the road tracks. He just finds like you know train hoppers and feeds on them. Damn. Which I will also bring up on our uh, predator types. One of the big things about this is this is also up to interpretation because a person who works in a homeless facility and feeds off the homeless population could be a roadside killer, or they could be a Sandman. Both of those work. Like, this is up to your interpretation. Oh, you could even and be a consensualist with that. Yeah, bingo, you could be exactly. like, hey, you're homeless, man. Let me, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting like I'm, blood donations. I'll pay you 40 bucks. Yeah, I'll pay you 40 bucks, and I know you, life sucks, and you don't feel great. Um, this is going to kind of feel like heroin. <laughs> but it's not going to be addictive. Right. As yeah. long as I don't give you any of mine. Yeah, uh, there's... Yeah, there's a lot of ways to go about this. I I like this one just because you can either have a game that's more focused on, like, working class people and uh, just kind of the struggles of different lifestyles. Uh, There's also, you know, uh, getting into the nitty gritty of, like, who counts as important when they get murdered, especially if you're, like, worried about, like, masquerade breaches. Because, like, white college student girl probably going to end up having billboards and people that care about her and have the money to, like drop on private investigators and shit mm. if you want to be a real scum fuck and you want to go after like the 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 brown trans lady because you know the cops are not going to give a shit yeah or again the mm. hundreds of indigenous women yeah that's <laughs> oh god it's terrible please 
Yeah, donate one, money if you can. One uh, white influencer disappears for two seconds. Oh my god! In the state, and then same thing. Hundred of transient. Uh, well, uh, indigenous people. Yeah. As I say, I saw a really good movie recently. Um, that's kind of about that topic. Mm-hmm. Sarah, have you ever seen the movie Angel? Yes. Uh, about like the basically like sixteen year old prostitute who has to uh, like work to pay for her education and mm-hmm. board. And um, it takes place in like old Hollywood and it's a bunch of like the main characters are like a drag queen and one of the last surviving like Western cowboy actors. Mm -hmm. And they're dealing with a serial killer who is specifically preying on uh, like prostitutes. Yeah. Sex workers. Oh, for sure. And so they um, it really goes into that. It's like, you know, that do the cops really care? They're investigating, but what are they doing? Yeah. Like, it's a great movie. Pretty sad, but it's a good movie. It's really good, yeah. And even if you want to, like, flip reverse this, you can go very uh, The Punisher or Jason Todd with this character where it's like, you could be somebody who's from this background and you're just like, okay, I know these streets. These are my streets. And now I have superpowers. I'm going to do something about this. Yeah, that's true. I, didn't, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. I think the name roadside killer is a bit of a misnomer you don't necessarily have to be like murdering people yeah. but um i do like the idea of like you're just gonna like try and be an actual superhero like oh i have this little like group i take care of have you seen the movie um i think it's blood and donuts yes yeah it's where like the 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 vampire wakes up and he starts like protecting the like little donut shop and stuff that he yes. sleeps above from like local thugs. And like, mm-hmm. you could turn it into like that kind of story where it's just like, well, the cops don't do anything. The area is kind of controlled by like gang or like criminal activity, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to take a stand right here in my little neighborhood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or hell you can do the vampire version of, you know, the guy in the neighborhood that like shoots the shotgun into the ground to keep prices down for the rent. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like, well, I'm not into killing people, but if I kill, like, one guy every couple of years and just leave his corpse on the road, like... The property values are going to just plummet. Yeah. And that's why he's defending... That's how he's defeating gentrification. He just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. The first, like, just tech bar and crypto farm that moves in, just two corpses on the side of the road, just to be mm-hmm. like, oh, never mind. Don't invest in this place. Just uh, two corpses, give them each a gun, like, oh no, they shot each other. Yeah. Oh, shame. Sharks. They shot each other both in the neck. He ran into my knife nine times. <laughs> I just kept slipping. I don't know. It must have been a mysterious case of summer ice. Again, <laughs> again my musical background over here, it was like, he ran into my knife 50 Yes. <laughs> I uh it's really interesting a little local story, but one of those fucking shitty HGTV shows recently um bought a house down in one of the more like hip upcoming but like not super affluent neighborhoods in town. Oh, God. Um and I have a friend who lives like right across from the street from this house that they basically gutted and fixed up for like some cutesy like upper middle class white people TV show mm-hmm. and they fucking destroyed the neighborhood. Like, they ripped out neighbors' yards to put, like, to upgrade piping and, like, never fixed it. Like, damaged sidewalks. And, like, the city's basically just hand-waving it because they paid the permits for, like, filming and stuff. Uh, Uh, It's, like, a nightmare. That's awful. Like, gonna jack up, like, local property. My friend who lives there said his rent went up $100 
the day after they announced the show was going to be filming that in the neighborhood. That is horseshit. Yeah. Fuck HDTV. Yeah, it's fucking bullshit. Uh, I, I do like having a story that you brought up. Just like the idea of sacrificing human life to the machine of gentrification <laughs> is like so ripe for like storytelling and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of leans into some vampire themings because there's definitely in the United States a theming of anytime there's like a gilded age and that economic boom starts to cycle down, uh, vampire media tends to pop up. And not that that's happening right now and should be a theme that we are exploring or anything, but you know. Yeah. But it is. But da 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 So on lighter news, uh, we made a predator type as a freebie. Hey-o. Hey-o. And you know it's it's up dog. Wait, what's up dog? The predator type. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So. so yeah, I was uh, at the. We were sitting over these, and one of the things we wanted to do was create a new predator type to share with you guys. At the time, mm-hmm. I was reading a book about psychic vampires, and I had mentioned it to Sarah, and it was like a lightning bolt. She was like, "I know what we're doing." We're she doing. fucking ran with it. She put this all together. Uh, I kind of based it off of Colin Robinson from What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. I will say is somehow the best and the worst character on that show at the same time. Yeah, as I've said, Colin Robinson is baby. He, if you haven't seen this show, check it out. It's a lot of good. It's it's real a good. Lot of good times. Good times. Good good jokes. Uh, yeah. So the 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 blurb I wrote was, uh, you never really felt like you fit in. Maybe you're socially awkward. Maybe no one has acknowledged your innate gifts. You savor the taste of altering a mortal's resonance to perfection. Nothing really gets you going more than changing the mood of a room. The focus needs to be on you, and you'll do what it takes to get it. In life, these folks may range from prima donna performers to corporate middle management. Regardless, many find you to be annoying, even other vampires. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the core idea is that you are, um, e- no matter the way you go about it, you are changing someone's core like emotional state to the Point that you may even affect their blood resonance before you feed on them. Yeah, your 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 sweet spot is to have a resonance shift or mushing of some sort. You like you need to you need to change it a little bit. It's not quite dialed in where you want it to be, so you gotta mess with them in some way to like make it your your vibe. You know, you're you're basically turning you're being a, a mixologist for people's emotional states. Yeah, it's it it can be either a very silly character or a very very like manipulative fucked up. Yo, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was just thinking like think of the the older sibling that's like I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you until you're like screaming. Yeah, and then you get in trouble. Yeah, that yeah. was like a good third of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's very exciting on that regard. So the special the point spreads are the specialty dots will either be. Uh, fast talking for persuasion or academics trivia just general trivia you just know a bunch about random shit and you'll interject it constantly well actually i don't know if you knew this but a sperm whale's penis is prehensile that had nothing to do with this meeting oh well now you're talking about it (laughs) and just cycling back to the same just oh god or fast talking like have you ever answered the door and there's like a salesman from some phone company or some internet utility trying to get you to switch and like you just immediately like oh no and the sales pit starts and you're just sitting there like uh-huh 
oh god just like dreading like when are they going to take a breath so that i can ask them to fucking leave no, 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 or no, even just... worse those dudes that would show up at a uh, piss house where uh they'd come trying to sell that like liquid cleaner did you guys ever have to talk to those dudes? no i never they talked to them pulled me out of the house so he could what? show me how well it would clean the front of my car's um like headlights. oh god and he was like it's edible watch and he like ate some of it uh it was fucking nuts I, to be honest after a while i was like get it bro i'm gonna watch how far this goes it's like uh, how long is this pitch gonna take yeah, Let's find how out. much of your it, time am i gonna waste yeah i mean but to be fair the, the first like 10 minutes of it did get more and more uncomfortable until finally it just rolled around into this is nuts yeah <laughs> i remember introverted people just immediately say no or go i already have it or you can do what one of our roommates did, because uh, we used to have Mormons that would come to the door all the time, and uh, he had like almost most of his body tattooed, had a little handlebar mustache and subdermal horn implants, and he had as I think as he described it a Dale Gribble body. And one time he just answered the door with his twirly mustache and little horns and just tidy whities at like <laughs> at the crack at like nine a.m. It was like yes yeah, up. <laughs> They stop coming to the door. When in doubt, if you answer the door nearly naked, they'll usually be like, okay, never mind. Or you can do what my dad did, which, mm. um, so my hometown has a lot of Mormon. There's like two big Mormon churches, I think, or one big one, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But we had a lot of Mormons in town, so a lot of them would train for missionary work in our town. <sighs> so they would come door to door all the time. Well, my dad decided... We were doing some like work around the house that he would befriend them and like he he would talk to them, but essentially he would like get them to help him build the deck in the backyard for like lemonade. Like he'd give them lemonade and snacks, and they'd like hang out and like they helped us like repair our deck. And your father is accidentally like perfect for this predator type. Yeah, (laughs) where you just fast talk these kids into being like, oh yeah, no, that sounds really great. You want to help me move these two by fours? Like, you seem thirsty. Do you want lemonade? Yeah, he'd be fast talk the fast talkers. Yeah. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, fucking, all right, so the disciplines are either going to be one dot and dominate or one dot and presence, because either you're going to be really charming or really intimidating, or you're going to be like, no, 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 you are going to sit down and watch this PowerPoint presentation I've made about why everybody in the office is not able to meet their sales goals. And that doesn't even, I mean, you wouldn't even have to, with dominate, necessarily have to be like, intimidating or like you could just be like all right everybody sit down we're gonna watch this we have sensitivity training to get through right and now we're gonna do trust exercises everyone's just like stand on the table Ah, (laughs) i hate it it's great but i hate it uh so the advantages will be uh three dots in contacts uh, because you know, you know a guy because they're a friend of your cousin. Oh wait, they were your cousin's ex, but they're also a friend of your former deli guy. But then you know, also, can I eat deli anymore? Does it matter? I keep buying roast beef. Well, actually, the etymology of the word deli is. <laughs> you also get three dots and herd. This will be a group of mortals that you torment or entertain constantly, often against their better judgment. <laughs> Yeah, so it doesn't even have to be sinister, whether you're tormenting people or, like, praying on them. You could be an entertainer. You could be, like, either a rock star with, like, a big following um, who you're, like, I get them all jacked up on adrenaline and then take a bite after the show. Or, like, you could work at a piano bar and just, like, charm the pants off people and then... You could just be, like, the local, like, the hot person at the local, like, stand-up circuits 
everybody's just like, oh yeah, he's fucking great. Like just super on it. It's able to like do crowd work and just there's like people in the community that are just like, yeah, Steve, rock on or whatever. You could even just be like a cool bartender. Yeah. Doing I was like just thinking you could even just like own a party house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's again to their detriment. Like, oh man, Steve throws great parties, but God, I'm going to be fucking hung over tomorrow. That's uh, that's kind of how the police got started. They're all known in the UK as like well-known like party people. That's where like bands and stuff would go. And then they got Sting to sing. No one likes Sting, but uh, <laughs> the rest of them were like just like cool. Like they're just like well-known. Like they knew how to get like get huh, stuff. They cool. were like that's partiers cool. and. I really thought that you meant like the police. As yeah, like the Bobbies, because my brain was yeah. like, Sting wasn't around for Jack the Ripper. I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> but that makes sense. That is good. So the flaws. Uh, you have three dots in flaws that you can split between adversary or status. Either a major swath of the vampire community cannot stand you for whatever reasons, or you have really, really, really upset a specific kindred that has a never-ending quest to end you because of your never-ending dad jokes and it could be anything like uh i mentioned a musician well what if you had some big local artist and you kind of swoop in and took over their like fan base people stopped going to see them to see you instead and they have a big vendetta against you um you could steal someone's clients uh by just charming them off them uh there's all kinds of ways you could make an enemy I love the idea of, you know, you're, I don't know, you're a, you're a bartender or a comedian Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a vampire who's been working on like farming a resonance off of a person for a year and a half. And then they come to your show and like, you do such a good job making them laugh. You know what? They're not as depressed as they have been in the past couple months. (laughs) And that vampire's like, what the fuck, man? I have been working on this sad boy for 18 months. (laughs) And you're like, huh? Oh, shit, man. I didn't I'm even just, know I did it. I was just telling dick jokes, which is really funny because my humanity is so low. I can't get a boner anymore, but I'll still keep talking about my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have an, an enemy. Right. Or, whoops. you know, you, you, if you're going to go like the more sinister, just like boring uh, or just like mind numbing. It's like, oh, my God, this guy won't shut the fuck up. The, the local Toreador could just be like, this guy is such a suppressant, like emotionally on beauty that we all just fucking don't like this guy because his personality is just beige. Or even, or even more, <laughs> it's like this dude keeps coming to my art gallery and just talking, quote unquote, about art. People haven't been showing up recently because of it. And he's not even a critic. Like, he's not even publishing anything about the work. He's just there and annoying people. And I worked really hard on this, and he's chasing away clients. Ah! Yeah, <laughs> or, I like it. Or you could even be, like, um, kind of a stereotype, but, like, an actual art critic who, mm-hmm. like, you know, you just pull artists aside and you make them talk about their work endlessly. Like, so what were you thinking when you made this piece? Oh, really? Well, I see there's a little bit of this blue in here. Why did you use blue? This blue is actually uh, tied into Prussian blue, which is known to be used in an art that's often involved with the Mary Magdalene. Are you trying to make a comment about the Madonna whore complex? Oh, wait. You said that that was just just a mistake? You just accidentally put that? No, I don't believe that. This art's actually really derivative of the early Jackson Pollock work, which really isn't quite as involved because his alcoholism hasn't quite set in yet. Yeah, you're just like, do you actually drink? Yeah. Do you have alcoholism? Is this a realist thing or an impressionist (laughs) thing? Or, you know, your thing could just be like negging people. 
and you just do it constantly to the point where you just do it to kinder and you don't think about it and now there's just chunks of the community that are just like i fucking hate this guy because every time i talk to him he talks about my bad ears and you shut the fuck up about it i know i'm a nosferatu and i can't do anything about the bad ears and it's making me really self-conscious uh, you can i've gone to three separate zamiti to cr- try to get this fixed it just goes back in the morning have, have you ever talked to like an extremely online person in real life where it's just like I have had this conversation with this person on like Twitter or Reddit or something before Mm -hmm. where they're either constantly just like, well, actually it's this. So if you really believe that, then just like like Twitter reply guy or like very much like, okay, I hear what you're saying, but you forgot about the plight of this group of people. So it really just overwrites everything you're trying to say, either side of that argument. I am a female presenting leftist who plays D&D and watches movies. Yes. Yeah, just, <laughs> just either like, but that's like every fifth person I talk to. But just feeding off people who you first just like well actually into the ground, or you just uh, like actually Gladriel wore her armor back in the da 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 da. I just thought of the idea of I like that somebody who is just like such an internet troll that he finally gets people to be like fucking meet me in person. We're fighting. And then he meets him in person and eats him. I tried yeah. I tried to do that, but the Nazi backed out, and I just ended up with $500. He gave you $500! I know! <laughs> that was so good! Also, FYI, that was an episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, right. oh, yeah, it is. He does meet the internet troll. It's a good episode. Damn, good. Fucking, I'm so excited for season four whenever that drops. It's going to be great. I I need more of the, the vulva topiaries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that is our creation for Predator Type. It'll be in the Freebies folder. Um, if the pre-made uh, Predator Types and the one that we have provided are not enough for you, uh, if you go to the uh, Guide to the Sabbat in the Storyteller's Vault, there are rules for making your own custom Predatory Types. That's true. We did not have time to go over this book because we have been busy. But uh, Jay from our patrons pointed that out for us. And thank you for yeah. letting us know. Thanks, we pal. will. Uh, if folks want us to go into more detail about that, we can. Just let us know on the social medias yeah. uh, if that's something you guys want to know about. And we're always open to suggestions if there's things you want us to ramble about. We Hell love yeah. people asking. Yeah. So, we also love rambling. We do. Speaking of that, so we got a couple of like final notes um, about predator types. Uh, if people are picking certain predator types and they're a little spicy, make sure everybody in the group is cool with that because it really sucks have a character that's like yeah my predator type is i'm gonna be really horny and everything's gonna be very sexual and like gushy and people at the table are like i really don't need you to i don't want to hear about that like i'm good yeah 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 like you can horny post on table that's fine just you know make sure everybody or you know just like i'm really into chasing people down and listening to them scream and i'm just like you know what? I might not be in the mood to hear that at a table every fucking game. Maybe we need to have a discussion yeah, about maybe, maybe a talk about yeah how, how we're gonna yeah. Uh, also, feeding scenes do not have to be played out beat by beat every fucking session for everybody individually. Yeah, that is okay. You there are predator pool roles mm-hmm. for that. If you want to get into it for your game, fucking go for it. I think every once in a while, oh it yeah, could, it could be a cool scene. Regardless. Oh yeah, kind of like bring challenges into your game or. You know, mm-hmm. even set up plot points. Yeah, uh, the the book does recommend trying to do a feeding scene once every session ish, if you can, just because it is such a important part of existing as a vampire. But you know, I would say do it once 
per player. So like each player, they get you rotate. So like you have four people at your table. After four games, each person will have one feeding scene. Right. Yeah. To make that you can really go into because you know, you know, by the time you do a feeding scene for everyone in your game, that'll be half your session if you're doing everyone yeah, full right. scenes. So you could do that, or you could only do more in depth feeding scenes if, say, someone gets a lower hunger. Say someone goes above like two. Mm-hmm. So oh, like this person's like actually hungry. Well, now we need to play this out. Whereas if you're like constantly hovering between one and zero, it's like you're not really that desperate. It's, you know, you have time. Yeah, you're managing yourself. Your time management's fine. But like if you're at a point where the part, the coterie is doing something that's like mission critical and somebody's like, fuck, I'm at hunger four now. I need to like sneak off in the middle of this to go snag somebody. That's a good time to like be like, okay, we'll shift the focus to them for like a second or... If you want to do a like slice of life moment of like, oh, hey, so we haven't been covering so and so in the group very much. Let's go shift the focus to them and see how they go about feeding and just kind of see a night in the life of whomever in the group. Yeah. So, yeah, there's lots of fun things you can do with that. But do not feel pressured to go full. Uh, uh and Lee Mulligan are mark or, you know critical role where you're like, everything has to be super elaborate with all these voices for every feeding scene and constantly doing things. And it's like. Now go with the ebb and flow of what works with your story. And it is good uh, also to uh, touch base with everybody and be like, hey, do you guys want to do more feeding scenes, less feeding scenes? If somebody's like, yeah, somebody's got a little intense and maybe they should probably have taken a stain because they were particularly like brutal during the feeding scene or callous and decide how you want to handle things in the story. Mm -hmm. Uh also, uh, predator types are a good way to sneak tension into stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Please use this. Mm-hmm. It is I, so good. I think a big uh, source of tension can be just having um, your players that point where they realize how each other feeds. Mm-hmm. Say you got a consensualist in your party, and all of a sudden, one of your coterie mates just chases a dude down in an alley and like dismembers him and is like feeding off a corpse. You might be like, uh, I'm not sure if I can continue to work with this person. Um, yeah. Or, you know, you have everybody in the party is, uh, feeds on Vitae normally. And then you have one organ of war and they have to, could get weird where they're just like, I have to eat his liver now. Yeah. They're just like, what? Yeah. We are in an art gallery. What the fuck? And it, I mean, I don't think it would necessarily have to be a, like opposing predator types. It could mm-hmm. even be as simple as like, you know, you have a character who's a really big fan of dogs and the other person eats animals only. And well, mm-hmm. you're at a dog shelter right now. Yeah, so that could be an issue, you know, yeah, especially or, if you want the one player's got like animalism is really built in like communicating with like exactly yeah yeah. Like, yeah or you know there's players that they've gotten sloppy with their uh hunting methods and they're not they've not killed anybody but there's a lot of people having like vague memories of things and then words getting around in the social groups like hey we can't hang around with steve anymore because he's like fucking weird like i don't know what's going on but like mm, it's mm-hmm. gross or you know uh you have like a messy crit on a feed and you've got your hunger down to zero and now there's a corpse and you didn't hide the corpse well enough and now certain police officers from out of town are showing up suddenly and it's very spicy mm-hmm. or you know you breach the masquerade and the sheriff finds out and now you're the sheriff's bitch because <laughs> he's like so i covered up your mistake and now you owe me mm-hmm. do these jobs now 
I need you to spy on your coterie mate for me because he's up to some shit. And you're just like, fuck! Or no, even... That's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even more, not even about the feeding type itself, but you could even double down and have this character be a Ravnos. But say you're like a roadside killer and your character's like, I'm hungry. I need to go on a road trip. I'll be back in a couple days. And it's like, bro, we're dealing with shit right now. And like, it's like, no, no, no. I need, I need to go mm-hmm. eat. Yeah. Like, I need to go eat. I have to leave here... In fact, I need to take like a two hour long car ride up north real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but we're in a gated community. And if I do what I do here, like we are all fucked. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of lots of fun little story beats and things you can get into. And that is kind of the core of predator types. Huzzah! Use it as a tool to write your stories and decide about like morality and what it means to uh, feed off of the living. Yeah. Oh, God, I just had a thought. What? So um, if you ever have, if you're an ST and you ever have a player who's got like a contact or an ally that they decide not to go into a lot of detail, mm-hmm. make that person another uh, player in the party's preference. Oh, yeah. Like say you've got a Ventrue who's like, I only feed off like working class brunettes. Well, guess what this contact that wasn't very well described is? Uh, yeah, it's just it's like this really cool like uh, lady mechanic that works down the street. And why is the venture hanging out at this mechanic auto repair shop? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Charles, I said you can't have her. Get out of here! Shoo! I like that his name is Charles. Yeah, no, Charles, Charles, or even someone's touchstone. Ooh, yeah, get real spicy. Yeah. Kensington. No Thing, things you need to discuss at session zero, but for plot, hella spicy and super fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even if they're just like flirting with the idea of like i could have a bite of that right that would that would be enough to can, make somebody's pal. like little hackles go up and go yeah yep start floating a little like no <laughs> yeah i yeah for sure z's yeah yeah if you're the kind of st who likes to play your characters against or your players against each other or even have like a shitty npc that everybody's like oh you guys this is you want to establish like the bbeg just to have them be like oh that's your touchdown interesting we that's why you keep your touchstones close yeah and they're just like huh do they live at blah 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 address i might be doing a home inspection so we might have to do a whole episode on this but Mm. i guess my question is from a in-game perspective how do vampires discuss touchstones with each other do they call them touchstones do they you know that that's I, part of I it too. I don't think that I, you discuss it with other people. At least I just in general, I, yeah. I think but you don't talk. You just kind of like if somebody brings it up, or if you talk about something that is someone who is your touchstone, you're like just immediately like, don't. Yeah, and also, and then the flip side of that, going back to prototypes, there's a lot of times in games where like. I do not want to disclose what the fuck my predator type is or like what I'm into because then this lets my uh, adversaries have a route to be like, oh, so they're into, uh, they tend to feed in like this comedy club. Cool. We're going to send some of our guys to go fuck up shit in that club regularly so they can't go feed there. Now you got to go find something else. Yeah. Or, or they just buy the comedy club. And this is end. mine now. You have to deal with me. And it's just like they ugh. just buy the comedy club and then shut it down and let it rot. Yeah, that's it's, a shitty thing to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Ooh. it definitely uh, depends on your game too. But I would treat predator types, especially the names of them, the same way I would in D anD D, where it's just like you don't refer to oh they're the barbarian, oh they're the rogue, oh 
that is a well, this type of wizard like you you embody those characters but you probably would never use them by name you would mm. say oh he likes to like pick up stragglers on the highway not like oh he's a roadside killer yeah i think that makes yeah. uh, personally i think for D D, like th- right, I view that is more like this is my job you know yeah a rogue there, would yeah. be like no i'm a rogue that's yeah. i I, yeah. I do these things but yeah totally for roadside killer just be like well mm-hmm. i just pick up things on the side of the road or, yeah or i just prefer to like you know ask permission first yeah and you can get into some interesting uh, flavoring in your city specifically where like you could have a special nickname for certain things or there's like younger kindred because of like people from my age group they really care about like having labels for things but older kindred are like why the fuck do you care like that's so silly Mm -hmm. so well it's also one of the things where like consensualist i would see someone self-labeling as or um derogatorily labeling other people as just because it's got like a vampiric political connotation to it mm-hmm. yeah, where like a slur yeah or it could, could go either way one where, of them goddamn sjw's you know yeah. whereas something like sandman is like i said so tied to like the vampire folklore and so like normal that i don't feel like it would really come up as like a oh this guy does the thing it's just like oh he's grabbing a bite to eat yeah. it's, yeah. it's like the most like baseline yep yeah yep. so I don't know, I just find that interesting, like, trying to discuss in a game that's supposed to take place in a real world, these mechanical ideas. It It's interesting because yeah. it's kind of pushing at the walls of, like, mm-hmm. that line between the game and, like, the game world, so. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I, like, some of my characters, if they ran into somebody who was an alley cat, it's like, okay, Ted Bundy, like, yeah, fucking chill. Yeah, you'd call him a serial killer. You wouldn't call them an alley cat. It's, Same with, like, roadside killer. You'd yeah. be like, oh, you're a serial killer. It's, it's like, not, okay, Hitcher. Yeah, like <laughs> even Cleaver would yeah. fall into that. Yeah. yeah, that would just be like, okay, stepfather. I'm just right. calling people movie titles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a good time. Yeah, you do. and it's it's a good way to do world building in your game. You can have a whole lexicon that's just specific for your fucking city, and that's great. It's fun. We have fun here. That's right. definitely gonna be more for your game. Like, if you guys don't care and you want to use very like gamified terms while you're playing and having fun, who gives a shit? Yeah. Friend but. computer demands fun. F is for friends who do stuff together. U is for uranium bombs. N is for paralyzed who does our intro song. Thank Close. you. Close. I don't think there was an N in that whole sentence. No. Okay. <laughs> an intro song. There's an N. Intro. Okay. Uh, right, right. The ends. I. <laughs> Look, I'm trying. I I shotgunned a monster on my way in to record. I'm doing my best. Uh-huh. Speaking of doing our best, uh, we have a Twitter. That's at Blank Bodies. We do the social media stuff. We also have Instagram. I finally got my computer working, so hopefully we'll also have a TikTok and maybe the youths may show up. The yeah. youths. Yeah. So, hooray. Yeah. Um, we also have a Discord. Yes. Oh, come hang out with our Discord. I think we're going to officially start our Patreon movie screenings. But yeah, we're going to put up a, a poll. I think we're going to take turns deciding who gets to pick the movie. I personally made a letterbox list of just like 100 plus like horror movies. Most of them are vampire related. Some of them aren't. And I'm just going to roll the dice on a random number generator and we watch what we want uh, or what we get. There's some... Um, Great movies in there. There's some awful looking movies that I just threw on the list. Yeah. I, I think Bill Cosby's Ghost Dad is in there. Oh, and, no. But like, so is George Romero's Martin, which is like one of the most overlooked 
vampire oh, movies that I love. Martin is so good. It's very 70s. I just kind of want to watch the Ghost Dad movie with the crew to just be like, well, let's figure out how rapey this is now. Uh, let's figure out how wraithy this is now. It, it's very wraithy. Yeah, Ghost Dad uh, fits in the world of darkness pantheon, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is a very unfortunate sentence. What is not unfortunate is our interview series. If you're interested in talking to us about games you're working on, Cosplay, stream game stuff, uh, just kind of anything ooky spooky, kooky. Yeah, general nerdery, general horror-y. Uh, if you want to talk about a movie you and your friends are making, if you want to talk about a horror comic, the web series you do, if you want to talk about um, a tabletop game you're running about, you know, spacemen doing space things. Art stuff. Art you know. stuff, yeah. I, I just like talking to cool people. Hell yeah. If you're a yeah. real vampire. Yeah, we're trying to. We're, just, we're still I'm trying still, to get one. Still, we're working on it. You still, you still going on that after huh? you guys gave me the full fucking confession? What the fuck are you talking about? You I've never confessed anything. I've I've said nothing. Uh, but yeah, blank bodies at gmail. <laughs> blank bodies at gmail. If you want to talk to us about doing a collab or interview thing, or if we got something absolutely fucking wrong and you want to yell at us, yeah. and by us I mean the lore bot. Yeah. Or if, there's just a suggestion on something you want to hear us talk about. I love episode ideas. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten a couple from our Discord already. Yeah. Um, I've got things in the pipeline. We'll be having uh, Patreon polls for some upcoming episode-y thingy soonish. Yeah, and uh, the Twitter poll is over. I can't remember if we announced this on the show yet, yeah. but La Sombra won. Yeah. So our next deep dive series is going to be La Sombra. Yeah, Baja Blast. Come on. Uh, the spooky ones who actually do things in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just... What if you like the shadows, but also Catholicism as an aesthetic? I don't know what that I mean, would be priest like. Priest coats look fucking cool. They do. They, they look and it's cool. trad goth, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Patreon. Please check it out. We have a few different tiers. Um, I don't know all of them, but we have them. Get on the Patreon yeah. and check them out. Yeah. We are. We have a small goal, so hopefully we can do more episodes for you guys mm-hmm. like regularly. Yeah, um, I believe we're about a quarter of the way to doing weekly episodes. So. Yeah. Hey. That's great, yeah. And if you do certain tiers, uh, I will do character art for you. Uh, we got some movie hangout stuff. Uh, give us your money because capitalism is bullshit if you can afford it. If yeah. not, it, buy yourself bread. Give us it's your fine. money because they'll shut me off if I don't have enough money. Yeah. The syndicate will not keep me poor. Yeah, I'd yeah. Rather... we keep having to put quarters in them. Mm-hmm. It's really obnoxious. I figured st- stuff in the RAM stick in that slot would have worked. No, that was a quarter slot. Oh, yeah. Shit. You wonder why that actually hurt me. Yeah, well. Just surprise you have feelings, but (laughs) I have pain receptors for the same reason you do. I have to go apologize to my Dell. Um, I've said some pretty nasty things to my computer too, which is really weird. We have a weird file on you. You thank the Roombas, but you yell at your computer. Well, my my computer does things that it's not supposed to do. The Roomba just runs around and does his does his job. It does what it it does what you tell it to do. Input the commands better. Mm, I don't know about the, that. The Roomba hasn't overthrown capitalism yet, so... Yet. Yet. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. I don't know why everyone was staring at me there for a minute. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, man. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.